Hey guys, it is currently 2.41am and I'm sitting in my room doing my economic summer work that I have been putting off for god knows how long, like what, two months and a half? Anyways, or anyway, sorry, anyways is not a word. Anyway, um, I've been putting off this podcast also you know, procrastinating this podcast for over a year now, and I I always have too much to say, and it ends up being really messy, but that is what this podcast is going to be all about, hence the name. I would pronounce the name, but every single time I do, it's a bit awkward, so I'm not going to do it. But this episode is going to be called Advice Session Number 1. I give full credit to Emma Chamberlain for this idea because her podcast is the only podcast that I have been able to sit through while I'm tanning or like playing Subway Surfers. That was the only podcast I listened to last summer. Um, So full credit to her. But this advice session... Also, Emma gets people to send in questions... I don't have fans like that, so I'm just going to be giving you advice that you didn't ask for. But it's advice that I would like to hear if I was 15 or 14 again. So, first piece of advice. We're going to get into friends, okay? Friends, iffy, sore subject. Just kidding. Um, I have found my group, as one would say. I have found for lifers um i regret saying that but okay friends take a really long time okay if i could go out and name every single friend i'd have um this podcast would be 10 hours long because i could go into why every single one of those friends was not a good friend to me and why i wasn't a good friend to them specifically middle school but for reasons for privacy reasons, I will not expose these people like that, so I'm not going to talk about that because this is not meant to be a shady podcast, but I want to talk about, like, friendships and how to find your group, okay? I feel like I am very specific with who I surround myself with because I hate, I hate, like, just really small little things um but my number one but like they're valid reasons but my number one thing that I don't like when friends do is when they can't be happy for you um because that's honestly just really sad that you can't show happiness um for your friends um because if my friend does something amazing I want to be happy for them, whether it be, like, something academic, um, or something, like, extracurricular. Like, I want to encourage their hobby. I want to be proud. I want them to come and and tell me, like, oh my god, look, I got this position, like, on my croquet team. Um, I don't know. I got, I'm, like, chief executive editor of, uh, um, the Sun Sentinel, who knows, okay? 
or like I got this job yay for me like whatever or like oh my god I got this like really cool award because I'm like super smart I want to be that friend my stomach hurts really bad I want to be that friend that people just tell these things to and that I'm happy for because as much as you can be a jealous person and I admit I am a incredibly jealous person of so many things of people's looks of people's money of people's fashion of people's success of people's brains of people's just talents everything I'm a very jealous person but you have to separate the jealousy from like your happiness that you show like I don't know if you know what I mean like I'm super proud of like a bunch of celebrities but I'm so jealous of them I'm so proud of some of my friends but I'm also so jealous of them like I wish I could look like them I wish I could be as smart as them I wish I could whatever it is like I yeah you get it but I really just go off on tangents um but it's incredibly difficult to be around someone that you go and tell them oh my god like i'll like for example like i just learned the song guitar and i think it sounds super cool and then you tell these friends and they're just not interested or don't listen that's another pet peeve of mine i really hate when people don't listen to me it makes me feel so unwanted in that space or like it's just horrible like I talk way too much okay um but it like sucks when you're telling someone something that you're like super proud of and you can just either tell they're not listening or they're just not interested and they're gonna brush right past it because I've been told I'm very annoying but I just want someone to be like oh my god that's so cool and then like move on like I just want some gratification if that's the right word my stomach is literally killing me right now anyways i don't know because it sucks when like you tell people something and they just like aren't happy for you and it's just a really not good feeling um and i don't think you should surround yourself with people like that because if someone is your true friend they're going to be happy for you no matter how jealous they are of you or whatever whatever um because i think jealousy is what really drives friendships apart um or at least i felt that in every single friendship that i've had that's drifted apart there was just a lot of jealousy in that friendship that was not fun and watching other people not be happy for your friends when they accomplish something it's like bad to watch like like you have to separate that jealousy like you have to step away from it and just deal with it internally and not take it out on the people that do have more money than you do have better looks than you, you do have better fashion than you are smarter than you are better than you everything you have to separate it because like i like okay this is a complete other tangent but one of my least favorite things in today's society is when people hate on people like charlie d'amelio or addison ray and they're like oh my god i'm sitting here doing my ap euro 
homework while while Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio just do the well on TikTok and get millions of followers and a bunch of money for it. Like, you are so bitter. Like, obviously, Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray weren't working like nine to five every single day um, to earn their money. But what is you hating on a 16 or 20 year old girl like gonna do for you? Like, you go out there and post those those TikToks and get that amount of fame. Like, but you complaining isn't going to do anything because it all stems from jealousy. Like, I am so jealous of Charlie D'Amelio. If I could have, like, dropped out of school. Actually, I, I wouldn't have dropped out of school, to be honest. Like, if I do become famous one day, like, I will still go to college. Well, I'm going to go to peer. Never mind. Okay, just ignore I said that. But, like... I do wish I could be Charlie D'Amelio, but, like, why am I going to take out my jealousy on her? Like, it's not like she cursed me with not being able to get famous. Like, just because Charlie D'Amelio is famous doesn't mean I can't get famous. Like, I don't care if they didn't put in as much work or whatever. And people are always, like, discrediting them and, like, are like, why are they on TV? Why are they on this red carpet? Like, they're not celebrities. They're just TikTokers. You have to just learn to get over it because that's what like life is now like like the media changes and before platforms like youtube and tiktok didn't didn't exist so therefore the only really big celebrities were like singers and actors but the media changes society changes whatever so like people have to adapt to that and Honestly, I just hear so many people saying that these, like, TikTokers don't deserve their fame. And it's, like, so redundant. It's just so overdone. Um, Because I know, it it just all comes from a place of jealousy. It's like, oh my god, like, why couldn't I do that? Like, they don't deserve it. But then, why do you think you deserve it more than they do? I don't know. And it just makes no sense to me. Um. And it makes no sense to hate on someone that got famous when they were, what, like, 15? It's not like they they did that. Like, like it's like they just posted their videos. Sorry that the alg- algorithm worked in their favor, okay? Um, like, life is unfair. Um, but you taking it on them is not going to do anything for you. It's just going to bring more bad karma towards you. Anyways, that was a very fat lengthy tangent um but moving on from those type of jealous friends because i honestly think jealousy is what breaks people apart completely like even in like relation i've never gone through like a bad breakup or anything god forbid um i'm atheist but (laughs) sorry anyways but um but like i've gone through a lot of bad friendship breakups and i jealousy was the main factor um and my mom always told me that and I was always like no like what would they be jealous of they can't be jealous of anything I have because what do I have they they're prettier than me they they have more money than me they're whatever more than me um but there's there'll always be something that people are jealous about whether you you see it in yourself or you don't um and also like I was definitely jealous of them too you know what I mean so it works both ways like you those friendships just never work out if you're both jealous of something that 
one of you has and the other one doesn't. So I'm not blaming these friendships on one person because it was definitely on my part too. Um, so, next, moving on. Friends who are always finding their way to say something just mean. Like, in normal conversation, like, when I was younger, I just had a lot of friends that would just randomly say things that were so uncalled for. It's the things that are uncalled for. Um, or, like, the friends that didn't have a filter. Or, like, the ones who thought being mean was a personality trait. Those people, I don't know. I don't know. I have something strongly against people who think being mean and a bully is a personality trait. Um, because, like, why would you want to be known for that? Like, being the mean friend is not something I personally strive for. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But... It just those friends it 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 goes back to the last segment like those friends that just randomly say kind of like mean snarky things that always like put you in a bad mood or make you feel bad about yourself not people you want to stay around and it can take a really long time to realize that these people like aren't a fit for you i guess um and it's like hard because sometimes i'm like oh my god, I've been friends with this person for, like, six years, I can't stop being friends with them now, like, I just have to keep going, but then you put yourself through this really toxic cycle of thinking that, oh, it's okay, like, you're just having a little fight, but then this little fight is happening every single week, and it's about, like, really stupid things that are making you feel bad about yourself and, like, consuming your entire brain and, like, eating you up, so... Those are the friends you don't want to stay around. And disclaimer, I'm not saying that I've never been one of these friends. People could definitely say that I haven't been a good friend. And I'll say okay, because that's fair. Like everyone has their own view of how like something ended or how a friendship was. And I could not be seeing something that they saw or and I could be seeing something that they didn't see. So yeah, but those friends mm. people you don't want to have around because you don't need that negative energy surrounding you and honestly it's a really big waste of energy i was in a horrible mental state when i was friends with people that were like that and it definitely wasn't their fault like it was also part, partly my fault it's just the relationship the friendship wasn't working out and as soon as i like found friends that fit me and knew like how I was in a friendship and like I knew how they were like as friends I finally found happiness and yeah like all around in my life like it like it even reflected in my grades because and that is such a good segue to the next topic I want to discuss here about school but yeah like I felt horrible about myself when I was friends with some certain people because the friendship just wasn't healthy and I was just not doing so great but I'm not gonna get into that because there's enough tangents this whole thing I should have called this podcast tangents but whatever next school advice on school okay this is not coming from someone that is an Ivy League student or 
top of the class or has a perfect score on their ACT and SAT and have 5,000 APs and I am the president of every club. I am a very average student. Mm, but take that with a grain of salt because to me, average is kind of skewed. Is that a real word? Uh, whatever. Um, because I, all my friends are incredibly intelligent. And so therefore my average is a little bit, meh. You know what I mean? A little different than what other people would describe as average. But I do consider myself a pretty average person. I am not someone that is incredibly outstanding or anything by any means. Oh, and I'm also going to do a little segment about extracurricular activities after school advice. Okay, school advice. If you're a freshman, please, girl, watch out for November. And you're a sophomore, too. Watch out. That winter depression is going to knock you off your feet and engulf you. Um, that was... I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, though, but I'm actually kidding because honestly okay freshman and sophomore year were like absolutely horrific for me but it's what you make of it guys because sophomore year was honestly kind of fun like yes covid happened at the end of it whatever um but it was like kind of bittersweet Ugh, that's the perfect word and then freshman year was bitter 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 i'm gonna go through every year and give you a little rundown of the whole situation so freshman year i had one teacher that put me through the sewer and back put me through the girl i don't know the saying like dragged me through the mud like spit on me like stomped on my face left me in the, the alley of one of the alleys of new york city like they just crushed me okay um I ended up switching the course. I'm not going to say which course. Um, but this teacher made me feel so bad about myself. Um, they were just way too harsh on everyone in that class. Like They were just very exigente. I don't know the word in English for that. So, um, exigente. I don't know. Look it up. Um, I literally, like, and she would all... Oh, Okay, whatever. I'll just say it was a woman. Actually, I had, like, almost... Whatever. Anyways. Um, yeah, like, way too harsh. And I would literally cry. Like, the homework was ridiculous. And, like, the projects we had to do were just way above our comprehension of the material. It was, like, horrific. But in that class, I just thought to myself, like this will be over one day and you will never have to take this class again and it'll be so rewarding um actually plot twist we went to a competition for this class also keep in mind none of the other classes like in this um department had to do these competitions but we did okay like we had to wake up at 7 a.m and go to this school and compete with a bunch of other schools in the district um i am very good at reading comprehension i really i'm very proud of myself on that um in like all different languages um 
that was kind of a giveaway. Anyways, um, I actually ended up winning a gold medal, um, <laughs> for reading comprehension in this class. Um, and, like, some kids that even had French-speaking- Oh my god, I just said the class. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> that was stupid. Um, some kids even had parents who spoke French. This was French class, okay? The teacher was, like, super sweet, but, like, her greeting was- <laughs> It killed me. Um, but, um- some kids that like even had parents who spoke French or were of like French heritage. I don't know. Um and like they just got silver or bronze. Like girl, I got the I got the gold medal and everyone in that class was like <gasps> when the teacher gave me my medal because no one expected it. Because everyone thought I was a horrible student. Because this I couldn't do this class, okay? And I was really good at this class in middle school, by the way. Like, probably had the highest grade in middle school in that class. So, the freshman year really caught me by surprise. But, it, 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 it was all going to be okay in the end, okay? I had some fun moments in that class. A lot of political debates. I won all of those. Anyways, next, sophomore year. Um, see, I've tried wiping sophomore year from my memory because it was just that horrific for me. Hmm. So I can't really remember any of it. Um. No, I had some good teachers there. Anyways, let's move on to junior year. Because I had one teacher that was so hurtful. <laughs> like, actually crushed me. Like, I had a week where this project was due, where I cried every single class period we met. Like, I was scared to go to class. Every single email the teacher sent to me, I would cry. Every single, um, every single, like, night I would cry. Like, I even cried to my dad, guys. Do you know how much that, that, it just took a blow to my ego. I do not cry in front of anyone. Actually, that's not, that's a lie. But, like, I do not cry in front of my parents like that. And I don't, like, I don't let anyone see that side of me crying over my grades. Like, who do I think I am? And the thing with this class is, if I, like, this teacher kept giving me... Wait, no, I have to, like, start from the beginning, okay? This teacher is retired now. Um, actually, when I didn't have this teacher sophomore year, whenever they saw me in the hallway, um, they would always greet me and be super sweet to me. So, every when I started this class by the way everyone had already taken a class with this person um i had not it was my first class with this teacher which was bad already um they called me the wrong name every single class period um and i should just like start from the beginning with this because it was so like it was just the worst experience i've ever had in my life actually that's really extra but it was really hurtful but, so I thought I was, like, set, like, the teacher, like, loved me, I I thought, um, they did not, um, but, anyways, by the way, I love this course, like, I thought it was super fun, um, I love this class, um, and originally thought I would want to major in this, but I am not, um, anyways, um, what was I getting at, um, well, first of all, they just wouldn't call me by the right name, and they wouldn't even call on me, and I actually 
was like and our, our, our grade was heavily dependent on um these class discussions and if you didn't like participate you would have to do the questions that were assigned which were usually like six or something but then you would have to do like the rest of them which were like 20 or something like that if you wanted to receive full credit on these class discussions so i was getting 50 percent on these class discussions because this teacher wouldn't call on me because i don't know if they didn't know my name or what was going on they couldn't see me because i was at the, well, was at the back of the class or something but they wouldn't call on me and this was affecting my grade because it's not like a discussion in like my english class where you just kind of speak it was like they like the teacher was calling on you so and my my hand was raised like i literally set a timer one class it was raised for an hour and i did not get cold once um and whatever it was just like kind of awful but i would just kind of blame myself for it because i'm like maybe like i'm not waving my hand enough maybe i'm not raising it long enough maybe they can't see me like whatever um whatever and then this final project is what really hurt this final project was worth a lot of our grade right so it was like this paper i'm trying to be as broad as possible (laughs) this paper you had to write the rough draft of the paper was like a grade then the final draft of the paper was another grade and then the rough cut of a video was a grade and then the final cut of a video was a grade right so the teacher gave me like a 75 on the rough cut of the paper and i was like whoa like that is not a me grade okay this is maybe like a me grade on like a really hard math quiz but like not in this class okay um and i was like whoa also keep in mind this teacher had also told me that i had to rewrite an entire paper that i wrote um even though I got a 92 on it, um, they told me it just wasn't good enough, and I was, like, super confused, um, why, I never ended up rewriting it, because, um, they ended up leaving the school, so I never had to do it, because it's gonna be submitted to the IB, and this person told me that it wasn't good enough to go to the IB, um, but another person who was in the IB got, a significantly lower grade than me and they this the teacher didn't tell that person to redo it so i was really confused how a 92 was awful um but whatever um also like the past other papers i had written in this class like i was getting high grades like high like whatever um but this final paper right i was getting a 75 by the way i maintained like a really really high average in this class it was kind of hard to have a low average in this class um so with that 75 my grade dropped like six points okay and at this point i'm like oh my god my grade is not going to round up to what i wanted it to be um and then i got another 75 on like the final draft of the paper and i was going in every class and meeting with this teacher and they posted the rubric and i was trying to tell them hey this is on the rubric and you're telling me i'm wrong like i'm super confused and they were telling me that the rubric was wrong or then that i was wrong and i was like super confused and i was just literally crying every class there was one time where this teacher talked so like 
demeaning like it was so degrading the way they spoke to me that i had like two students come up to me in the class and be like i'm so sorry like i have never heard someone talk to someone like that like that was so rude and i was like yeah like you should see the emails that we have been sending right i complained so much and let me tell you i did not change the paper or the video significantly i just um changed a bit of the title and a bit of what i said i cut out a lot of it um and i I ended up getting an 100 at the end right because i was so annoying because i was in the right in that situation and i almost went into um (laughs) like i don't know i almost went into like my college guidance officer to complain because um, there was other kids in that class that never submitted that project, and she gave the- oh my god, I just- they gave them, um, <laughs> they gave them an 100 for something they didn't submit, and I got a 75 for something that was done right, um, regarding the IB rubric, which is an international rubric, it's not like the personal teacher's rubric, um, and, uh, I don't know. So, yeah, and I almost went in and talked to someone about this, and this teacher had gotten complaints already, right? But I was like, whatever, it's the end of the year, like, I'm not going to do anything, but I was so scared that my average was going to round down. Ended up being perfect, okay? But it just really taught me to fight for what's right. Very cliche of me, right? And this is a no way to talk bad about this teacher because... I just don't think we hit it off from the start. I don't really think this teacher had a liking towards me. And I think it was clear that I didn't have a liking towards them. Simply because of the whole discussion situation. And the fact that I was really outspoken about this teacher not calling on me. Like I was very persistent with my emails because... I learned like if like I'm not gonna let myself have a bad grade for something that I could fight for if I got a bad grade on a math test I'm gonna email and see like what I could do better I'm gonna email my English teacher on a paper that I did really bad on and say what 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 could I improve on give me very specific critiques so I can get a higher grade on this right because in freshman and sophomore year there is no way that I would ever raise my hand in math class and be like, I have no clue what that problem is, right? This math class, I there, there was not that many kids, but I could tell you I was one of the only kids that would ask a question because I was so confused and I was not about to get like a 40% on this homework assignment when I could just ask the teacher. Um, and same thing for English. Um, I just learned, hey, the writing lab is free and meeting with the teacher is free. Like, if I want to get a good grade, I'm going to go in four times to get this one essay revised. I'm going to go in every time I have a question. I'm going to ask specific questions, right? Because that is how you get what you want, right? You don't get what you want without working for it. Um, Like, I was persistent with this teacher that I, I was right. Like, I wasn't getting the grade I deserved. And when I tell you... I, I, I showed people my this project, right? And they, and I, sh- I saw other people's projects. It's not like mine was 25% like, 
um, worse than these people. Like, I'm being completely honest. And the amount of time and effort. I stayed up until, like, 5 a.m. working on this project. Um, but, like, you know, they don't care. Um, but I learned, like, really junior year, like, if... Like, I'm going to email that teacher. Like, if they say no, hey, you can't redo this essay. Hey, no, you can't do this. It's fine. But, like, with my English teacher, I'll be like, hey, I don't really like that I got a low grade on this. Can I rewrite this for maybe, like, one point more? They say no? Okay, they say no. That's too bad. But if they say yes, then okay. I'm going to put my heart and soul into writing this little journal response so I get a higher grade, right? Um, so yeah, that's what it really taught me because I knew my work was quality and you could see the amount of time and effort. You could see how many sources I used. You could see how much time I spent on this project and I was, I felt like I was not getting what I deserved. And it wasn't like a sense of entitlement. It was just like, I did not feel respected or accepted in that class. Um, like I had ne- I had never had a situation where people had come and apologized to me about a teacher and the way they spoke to me because it was honestly really surprising like I thought that this class was going to be a breeze um it was not but that's what I really learned like specifically if you're an underclassman I'm a rising senior oh my god um work for what you want like ask always ask the teacher like is there anything more i could do with my like spanish grade i was not happy with it because guess what i'm fluent in spanish and these discussion grades were like killing me okay because there were so many kids in the class i could never get a word in right so i was emailing like every week i was going to office hours being like what can i do can i do anything like what can i improve on to get the grade i want like what could i improve on like, could I do any extra credit? Like, just show the dedication. And, yeah. Like, same thing with my bio teacher. Like, I literally emailed every teacher this year being like, what can I do? Like, I got a really bad grade on the last test before the final. And I was like, oh my god. Like, this is awful. What can I do? And the teachers give you really good advice. If they're nice, right? You could, you know, could it's a hit or miss. Um, and, yeah. That's what I learned. Just always email, always ask questions in class because teachers like that because they like to see dedication and I'm going to take that advice to college too. Um, so yeah, those are that's my biggest tip of advice for school because that's how you get ahead. Because I had like two teachers, well, to be fair, what they needed to run was like 0.02%. It still counts. Like I had teachers like help me bump my grade or tell me what to do so I could get a better grade, um, and yeah, and just by asking, just by showing that you want to do better in their class, just by showing that you're dedicated to their course, right, um, and I was very dedicated this year, so yeah, that was very long, but also, moving on to extracurricular activities, this will be not that long, so actually I wrote a whole, I, I did a whole TED talk about this, um, because I have tried like 11 sports, um, I could name them all for you right now if you guys, actually, I'm actually gonna name them all for you, because I feel like that's very vital information, 
um, to like who I am. Okay, my TED talk is called How Quitting Helped Me Find My Passion. Un poquito cliche, no? Pero. <laughs> but still. Um, oh my god, like, where is mine? Guys, I don't even know, like, where my riff draft for this. Oh my god, I have so many drafts. Okay, but I'm just going to read you the beginning. So, I did gymnastics, softball, basketball, track and field, soccer, tennis, dance, volleyball. Oh god. Um, lacrosse, horseback riding. Um, wait, I need a... Okay, no, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo it, guys. Sport, I mean, okay, softball, basketball, soccer, lacrosse, dance, cheerleading, which I'm still doing, gymnastics, track and field, tennis, volleyball, horseback riding, and snowboarding. Oh, my God. Um, and by the way, I have also done a lot of art classes. I was a very artistic kid. And I have, um, whatever, I also did. Um, I also played the piano. Um... Yeah, like, I've, I've done a lot, okay? I've done my fair share of sports, right? And I can, it's just never, it's never worked out. Um, so, I, I, I know my, my way around extracurricular activities, okay? Um, because my parents were always like, do that, you're so artistic. And then, like, go do painting classes and then i'd go to painting classes when i was six years old and the art teacher would be like your grapes look so effing bad um i wanted to cry when she said that like i actually like vividly remember this teacher telling me that my grapes were drawn so badly and i was like shattered i was like my grapes they're just little circles anyways learned a lot from that i'm still very artistic anyways so now i do guitar but this is basically my ted talk here but shortened um learning like it's okay to quit okay that's the main message okay take it from me master quitter over here like my title should be world's best quitter because what i've quit like 15 times and i am not ashamed okay because if something doesn't work for you why are you gonna keep pushing it through if a friendship doesn't work for you if a relationship doesn't work why keep pushing it like just quit it you know like what's it gonna do is it gonna like break you no like well maybe but it's not like what is it gonna do what's the worst it, what's what's the worst quit it could do it's only gonna alleviate something it's only gonna put this chapter that you don't want to have in your life away just put it away it's history now you know you did what you had to do. You didn't like it. And that's okay. Because, like, who cares? Like, no one's judging you. Like, who, like, who cares? I know so many people that did cheer, like, a couple seasons and then don't do it. Like, who cares? I Like, no one cares. Okay? Quitting is a natural human process. And I know, I know. This is basically my TED Talk. It's like, oh my god, I know. Like, everyone is telling you, like, this is literally a quote by this guy. Vince Lombardi, I want to say. Winners never quit and quitters never win. Like, that's not true. That is straight up BS. Because, like, 
that's just not true. I consider myself a winner. It might not be in every single one of those sports or every single one of those artistic talents of mine. But I still consider myself a winner in the end because a winner is someone who's ultimately happy in what they do. And I'm not stuck dragging on gymnastics, man. I was in level novice. I didn't even get to level one gymnastics. I was in novice. Novice. That's beginner, novice, advanced, right? I was literally in novice. I did gymnastics for like six years and I was stuck in novice for those six years guys because of fear to be honest I would cry every time I was on bars I couldn't go upside down um so you know props to Simone Biles out there and all of the other Olympic gymnasts and every other gymnast in the world because that could not be me I want to cry just looking at you guys jump from those bars anyways that is just not true the quitters never win and like never never give up because why are you gonna drag out this dead passion why are you gonna drag out this dead relationship it's just dead weight at this point you're not it's not giving you any energy you're not putting any energy into it you're not getting any better at it it's not bettering you this is a toxic relationship and i think you should just cut it off i think you should quit this sport i don't care how long you've been doing i don't care how much money your parents have spent on this activity if it's not bringing you happiness and especially if it's making you sad done with it okay i found guitar and i found guitar because i've always had a very musical brain i always knew all of the lyrics on hits one (laughs) like my dad would always be impressed he's like oh my god that song came out last week this miley cyrus song how do you know it and i honestly really give credit to um me learning english to the radio um because i didn't know half the words those disney channel stars were saying but i was singing them okay um and my dad was always impressed he's like how do you know the lyrics to every single song on the planet i'm just like i don't know i guess my special little talent um so yeah anyways so the reason i i wanted to play guitar is because every single time i heard a song harry styles nirvana everything billy I would just like hear the guitar and be like, wouldn't it be so cool if I could just play this song? Like, it can't can't be that hard. It is that hard. But it can't be that hard, okay? Um, Those bar chords. But anyways, it can't be like so difficult that I wouldn't be able to like manage it. Like, I just, it just gives me like a rush. Like, oh my god, the the she solo, the Harry Styles, like she solo. Um, I have like a bunch of songs I want to play on the guitar. Um, the solo in Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's so good. It's so good, guys. It's so good. Like, there's songs I just hear, and they just, like, tickle a part of the, my, my brain that's like, mm-mm, imagine if I could play that with my little fingers in my own room. Like, oh my god, that'd be so cool. So that's how I decided I wanted to get into guitar, because I just loved hearing it, right? And I'm going through a little bit of a funk, because I've been working on the same song for a really long time, and I just don't like it at all. Um, it's really hard for me. I'm very bad with chord transitions and just, I'm just really bad and I don't want to do the song anymore. And I feel like I'm in like, I have like writer's block, but it's like musician's block. Um, but most of the time when I'm like in this funk, I just go on and I learn a new song like by YouTube, like not with my teacher. I just learn it by myself and it's fun. And like, yeah, my guitar probably sounds funky sometimes. And my friends have told me that kind of sounds shitty. Oops, I didn't mean to curse. But it kind of sounds a little bad. And I'm just like, okay. I'll move past it, okay? 
Like, it sounds bad to them, but to me, it sounds great, okay? Like, I know, because my my amp isn't in the right setting, because Kurt Cobain was a little genius over there with, like, a cool amp setting. Anyways. But, yeah, that's what I wanted to get to. Also, like, cheerleading, it's something, it's, like, my guilty pleasure, right? Because I'm so bad at it. Actually, I'm not that bad at it. I'm just really bad at jumping because I had foot surgery, not gonna get into it, but I have rhythm, okay? Um... When I see myself on video, I think I look horrible, but I do have a little bit of rhythm, right? Um, but cheer is something that, like, I was forced into, and my mom is like, we paid a $400 for that uniform, you better juice it out. I don't know. I don't know if that's how you say it in English. Um, you better, like, get juice out of that uniform. I don't even know if that's how you say it, but whatever. So mom's like, you better, like, use that tits full potential, and guess what? I did. I was like, okay, mom, I'm going to preview your aunt. I didn't do football season freshman year, but I did basketball season, and then I did football and basketball season sophomore and junior year, and probably senior year, because I'm already in football season, and I'll probably do basketball, because I love basketball season. Anyways, but yeah, like, it's my guilty pleasure, like, those games, oh my god, like, did I, like, have panic attacks freshman year at those games? Yes, but I love them now, like, they are, like, do I have any idea what's going on? on that football field no I have no clue but I love it I love doing my little touchdown cheers I love being really really not great at what I do but I love it it's like so much fun like I love being loud out there um even though like I don't know like I'm not like a main cheerleader like a good one or anything but it's really fun out there um yeah it's really fun and especially basketball games because I actually know what's going on and I'm just like, yeah. Like, it's just so fun to watch them score. Anyways, see? That's what I'm talking about. Did any of those other sports that I named bring me that much joy? No. They did not. And sports do come with anxiety. Especially for me. Like, I'm a little bit anxious. Um, Especially, like, freshman and sophomore year. Those games, like, they would get me good. Like, I was sweating. Like, I used to put tissues in my armpits because I had the worst sweat stains. Um, cause I was literally, I was, like, I was literally so nervous for those games. Like, I did not want to yell out. Like, I did not want to be that one cheerleader that was, like, yelling, like, yeah! Um, but now I do want to be, you know? So, yeah. But, that's what I'm talking about. Like, none of those other sports were bringing me that much joy. It was just anxiety. It was just like, oh my god, I'm literally gonna puke on this field because everyone is, has their eyes on me because I have the ball right now and I'm doing an awful job. Whatever. Um. But with cheer, it's like a team sport, and no one's looking at me because I'm not sticking out or anything. So, I love it. And I love guitar because I can do it at my own pace, and I can do what I want. I can play what I want, and it brings me happiness. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about Angstecker Gillers because, yeah. Uh, so, I think that's all I wanted to say for today. I hope you guys like my little advice session. Just remember, do what makes you happy. And do not carry around relationships, friendships, classes, or extracurriculars that don't make you happy. And always fight for what's right. If you think you're not getting the treatment you deserve, or if you think that if you want to do better in something, ask questions, guys. Ask questions. I sound like a teacher right now, but I promise you guys, like, you are, your grades are going to skyrocket when you start emailing teachers and being like, what can I do to improve? Because that's really what helps you improve. 
So, yeah, I hope you guys like my little advice session. Sorry it was so long. I have a really bad stomachache right now, and it's 3.30 in the morning, and I have to wake up in, like, five hours to go get breakfast with my mummy. So, bye, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed my first episode.